let's get ready to rumble! In this corner, wearing the blue shorts, from Compton, California, he's a high school inspiration to Kendrick Lamar, and a nomadic journeyman who has been bounced around the league like Tigger on a pogo stick. Let's hear it for Aaron Aflalo! In the other corner, wearing white shorts, from Belgrade, Serbia, he's the 2015 EuroLeague MVP, Professor Big Shots. Give it up for Nemanja Bielica! Welcome to episode 67 of Wolvescast. Our podcast dedication to Taj Gibson's elementary school is hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's another week of Wolvescast. We're here for you. Time to talk Timberwolves. Scott, how are you? I'm feeling good. I'm like stretched out. I feel so much more spacious in the studio than last week. Yeah, we had uh, we had four bodies in here uh, last week. Thank you to everybody who tuned in to our um, mid-season report episode with uh, Britt Robson and uh, John Meyer. I think we shot ourselves in the foot with that episode because now I'd just rather listen to those two. Yeah, know? it's just you and I now. We're feeling kind of lonely, but uh, this is what the show normally is. So, so get used uh, to it, yeah, time. yeah. Hopefully, um, hopefully you know what's up. We're here to talk Timberwolves. Um, we got lots on the docket for you this week. We have uh, full court press. We're going to talk about um, how uh, the team's been winning lots of games, how that makes us feel. Uh, we're going to get into um, the All Star results. Um, starters were announced as we record this um, today, and um, so we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit. We're going to talk about Emil Jefferson. He has been called up, so we're going to talk about him. Uh, we have a sponsor. We're, we finally reviewed some some food over at Target Center, so you will get our first Target Center food review of the season, uh, Weekly Wolfies game, and much, much more. It's going to be a good episode. It's Let's an overstuffed food review. Ooh. We've got several food items. We went to several games together. Yeah. I was at the Pelicans game. Yeah. I was at the Cavs game. I was at the Thunder game. I was at the Portland game. We, we went to four of the last five. We finally attended basketball games together, and we, we experienced food together. And uh, so you will be hearing our thoughts on that uh, later on in the show. So make sure you stick around. we got a, we got a big show for you. But well, let's talk about um, just this past week. Uh, since the last time we recorded, the Timberwolves are 2-1 and one, um, wins uh, last Last week against uh, New York and Portland, and then um, the loss um, uh, uh, in Orlando on Tuesday. We were recording this uh, while the team is playing in Houston, um, so that one uh, is up in the air currently as as we record this. The NBA couldn't suspend Harden and Chris Paul because they were like, we need those guys for the Saturday <laughs> matchup against the Warriors. It hurt our TV ratings if we suspended them. Let's just suspend Ariza yeah, and Green. Gerald Green. And we'll, say, we'll say that it's not Paul or Harden because they tried to stop the fight. Yeah, right. How'd they even know about that secret hallway if it wasn't for Paul? You're just afraid to put your guys on the bench for the, a national TV game. Yeah, we all, we all know. Boo to you, we Adam all know. Silver. Boo to you. We all know what happened right there. But uh, I guess on the other hand, we don't know what happened. This is all <laughs> interviews with people who were actually there and stuff. So. Yeah, I just heard that it wasn't actually Clint Capella knocking on the door. It was yeah. Tariq Black. So yeah. who? who knows what even happened. But yeah. I'm just saying, should have suspended those guys. Now we're actually going to have to earn the win tonight. 
But yeah, we um, Timberwolves uh, won um, won a couple games. They they cleaned out their uh, whole homestand five and zero in the homestand. Gotta like that. Uh, I thought we were going to drop that Knicks game because it's both the Eastern Conference, which has our ticket yeah. this season, but also because they're the worst team in the bunch, and we play down to bad teams. Yeah, uh, but you know, overall, Michael Beasley did his best. Good you know, to see him back in the target center. Scored like six straight at one point. That was really fun. One of my favorite of all time um, wolves. You know, as as we talked about last week was more of a mid season wrap up, so we didn't really get to talk about this homestand. Um, but the fact that we went five and zero, I think I don't know what year it was when the last time the wolves went. 5- I think it's actually never been done that the wolves go five and zero on a on no, a homestand. It's, it's been done once before, I believe it was two thousand one. Uh, so long ago, yeah. Just hit uh, basically historic for Some the of team. You were in elementary school. <laughs> Exactly, but Scott, just what were your um, you know vibes from the last um, few days, last uh, week or so of of the homestand and 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 stuff like that? I feel like this was the week. If you go all the way back to the beginning of the homestand, that's about a week and a half. Yeah, uh, that I I went from feeling like this was a good team to a great team. Before yeah. coming into the season, I felt like you know this is a team that's going to compete for that eight seed, seven seed, maybe even six seed if everything falls into play. You know, I figured we would yeah. you know get our wins against the middle class of the NBA, maybe the lower teams. I never thought we would be blowing out the Cavs. I know they have their issues. Winning three of four against the Thunder, crazy. You no, know, they've had some issues. Beating the Pelicans soundly, and you know dropping Portland like they're nothing. It's just like we're beating quality teams, great players, and we're doing it decidedly. And we're doing it game after game after game, so it doesn't even feel like a fluke. It feels like we're the real deal. Like we deserve to be in the third or fourth slot in the West. And uh, I can't believe it because I anticipated a lot of things for this season. I never anticipated that we would be this good. And it's a completely new experience for this Timberwolves fan over here. Well, it's also interesting to be like taking care of business. Like this is what a good team does. You win your games uh, at home, you know, no matter the opponent, just like win those games and and try and go 500 on the road or try and, you know, um, you know, especially against some of the tougher teams. Like if you lose some of those on the road, it's, it's okay as long as you take care of business at home. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me of what they are at home so far, but you know they've definitely won more games than they've lost at home, and they've definitely beat some really good teams um, at home as well. Most of our problems, as, as you mentioned, come against the East on the road. Um, so that's, yeah, I, that's my takeaway. At this they, point, taking care of business. I'll look at the schedule, and there's only one team now where I'm like, that's a loss. That's Golden State. Yeah, you see that, and you're like, oh well, that's, that's the only L. one. You don't yeah. even feel bad. I would feel bad if we lost to Houston tonight, even though I think they're a better team than us, yeah. and I can see why they would beat us. I would feel bad because I think we can. I think it's in our capacity to beat Houston. So to look at all the games coming up and not being like, okay, that's a loss, that's a win, that's a loss, just being like, we can win all these. Yeah, it's all possible. It is. Uh, it's made me feel both invincible and very dizzy. It's my two <laughs> my two experiences. Is like I'm new to this, but man, is it terrific. I called out NBA 2K18 for a Wolfie a few weeks ago because yeah. I said they overrated the team, had them ranked as a top 10 team. And now they're underrated they're right. down there. They're right. Yeah. They, they, we should be a top five team. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's continue uh, talking about this uh, over here in the full court press. Let's, let's head over here to this corner. Here's the tip. All right. We're going to talk more sort of generally about the last couple weeks of the Timberwolves winning games. Right now, they've won 12 out of their last 16 games. Wow, Neil, can you say that again for me? The Timberwolves Basketball Club of Minnesota has won 12 Mm. of their last 16 games. That's Mm. the best stretch in maybe a decade or more. I never predicted going into this season that this would happen. I yeah. never even thought that, you know, in the next year we would even get to 12 <laughs> or 16. What a stretch. That's a crazy stretch. The stats prove it out. I mean, the team has basically um, been the, the best team in the league uh, over the last three, four weeks. 
And um, you know, it just all sounds so foreign. I can't believe we're talking about this. It's crazy to talk about um, the defense uh, just improving seemingly every single week um, for the overall season. We're up to 19th in in, uh, defensive rating. Um, But if you look at the last 20 games, this stat comes from John Schumann at NBA.com. They're seventh in the league in the last 20 games as far as defense goes. So that's pretty crazy. I mean, that's a good-sized sample right there. That's about half of the games we've played so far. That's a great sample as far as defense goes. And it was just against teams that feature LeBron James and Russell Westbrook and stuff like that, you know? Just some awesome offensive squads right there. Um, offense has been in the top five all season. Right now, we're up to third. Who needs three-pointers? Not us. We don't need them. We'll take your free throws and your offensive boards, please. We'll just have those. You I can, you can have your threes. Orlando or the Knicks game, but Jim Pete said, like, even though we're not taking as many threes as the other ones, we finally got to the point where other teams are only taking two more per game than we do because we've gotten to the point where we're defending the three-point line. That was a big problem in the first month of the season. It yeah. just felt like if you want to take three-pointers against us, we're not closing out in any way. That's good. And we finally figured out how to close out and run people off the line and, and back that up, have someone in the defense who will step up and help if you get run off the line. And so now we're finally you know making sure other teams aren't taking a bunch of threes against us, which is a very welcome sight. Yeah, the defense in all, in all like stats has improved. I Obviously, the transition defense was the Wolves' uh, biggest bugaboo, and they've kind of uh, nipped that a little bit. But yeah, closing on three pointers, you know, they force like their top five in the league and like turnovers forced, I think. So and know, that's a big part, ball. too. Yeah, they're, they're, that's, that's, that's been as big as anything is the fact that the Wolves force lots of turnovers. And they're they're top three, I think, in turnovers committed. So you know, as far or, or least amount of turnovers committed. Yeah. So they take care of the ball and they force the other team to give it up, and that's just been huge. It's just all these little things. Um, you know, the offense again, like I said, stay in the top five or number three. Um, so that that gives us um, the fifth best net rating, and you know, net rating kind of being where you are in defense and offense combined in relation to the rest of the league. Um, so all those things on the court, really incredible. You know, the team has been able to do some amazing things on both ends at this point. They're improving on defense. The offense is staying top notch. I think it's interesting how they're getting their offense, though. I mean, it's not a, like you're saying, you mentioned about the three-pointers. It's not a typical way. It's not a typical if efficient offense. But the Wolves are doing it in some different kind of nitty-gritty ways, getting lots of rebounds, getting fouled. And, and and turning the other team over and getting them in transition. So it's sort of an interesting mix of, of how they're able to do all this, but it's it's been fun to watch nevertheless. I mean, it's not necessarily beautiful all the time, but um, you know, it's been effective and, and, and the wins are there. So so I was I th- just trying to pull these stats up on basketball reference. When I was looking for info on the team last week, I noticed that in all of our stats, uh, in comparison to league-wide, we're either in the top 10 and everything or the bottom 10 and everything. There's only like <laughs> one stat where we were in the middle 10. So right, yeah. it was just like, you know, how many threes you'll your opponent shoot or how many turnovers you have or your turnover and like that kind of stuff. It's where we're either really good at stuff or really bad at stuff. We don't mess around with that muddy middle. Um, but let's talk about as far as like a fan goes, as far as, you know, expectations, stuff like that, you know, and where the team is now. You mentioned before about, you know, not having it in mind that, you know, the team could, you know, be beating, you know, the Cavs by 25 or whatever it is. Like, where are we? Where's the pulse right now as far as, you know, what expectations were and, and how the Wolves are living up to that? I think it's still taking fans by surprise. Everyone I talk to asked me if they're actually this good. And, yeah, is this uh, real? And is this I, real? Yeah, <laughs> I tell them it is, you know. And um, 
I mean, I, you make some great videos, Neil, on a little self-promotion. Well, it's, I don't make the videos, so it's, Thank you. it's not self-promotion for me. But you make terrific highlight videos every week, and you post them on Canis, and you post them at Twitter, at WolvesCast, if you want to follow along and see them. Check it out. And in this week's installment, you had the video of the kid in the Cavs gear putting the Timberwolves gear on over him. I think it was legit. Some of that it, stuff is like planted, like right. fan, like um, you know, game op stuff. I think that was legit. <laughs> That came from like FSN, not right. from like the Timberwolves like arena feed. And that's and that's like the best like visual symbol for this. Yeah. Because um I know my uh my wife's cousin has a little girl who isn't really into basketball. Actually she's like sixth grade now, and she's been just a big LeBron James fan for the past few oh, years. Wow. And so yeah. for Christmas he got her a ticket, the boat the two of them tickets to the Cavs game, and she went to see LeBron. And what she saw was the Timberwolves <laughs> dominate LeBron. So she's like, I thought LeBron was good. Right. He had the worst game of his career against us. <laughs> and I just think that that's kind of special for people to be like, I came here to see or you know, I mean, people show up in Lakers jerseys. People show up at the Thunder game in Westbrook jerseys, obviously. And then they get to see their heroes fall to their hometown team. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, maybe it's finally time where I don't have to cheer for other teams because I only cheer for success. Maybe it's time I cheer for our own starting squad, you know? Yeah, well, you're saying that like there might be some front runners who start cheering for the Wolves? Like that'd be, That's what I'm, exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. You know? like, I only cheer for winning teams, so I like the Timberwolves. I don't respect front runners, but I understand <laughs> front runners. You know? I get it why people show up you know, yeah. cheering for Durant or cheering for LeBron because I love LeBron too don't get me wrong I love yeah. watching that guy play he's of course, terrific of course but I think now people are going to be able to see like hey it's feasible for me to cheer for the hometown team finally because they are good enough now yes it's been uh, it's been incredible to watch I dig it um, anything else on uh, winning winning Timberwolves winning games uh, uh, while we're on the subject I would love to bring up the meme cam which okay. we saw in the Cavs game yes 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 it's this fun thing that they were doing on the scoreboard. It said meme cam, and then it would show a Cavs fan, and it would say something like, uh, you know, um, wears a Cavs jersey, has three Warriors jerseys at home, and stuff like that, you know, or yeah. create little memes on the screen. And all of them were very funny. I thought that was a new was thing. I've never seen them do that before in arena, and I thought that was really clever. Because, there, of course, there was a ton of Cavs pe- wear- gear-wearing people in the stands. Meme cam. Pretty funny. All right. Uh, moving on. He's hitting up. Let's talk about um, all-star voting. It's a big topic um, tonight. This is Thursday yes. night. The results just came out. Yes, indeed. Some fresh takes from us. Scott, do you have, um, do you have our, our starters on you right now? To Go ahead and, yeah. and let the people know who, um, who has been voted in by the combination of fans, media, and players as the starting five for each squad. Well, your captain for the East squad is no other than the best player alive, LeBron James himself. Oh, yeah. No arguments there. Yeah. Also on the East Scott squad, we got this year's MVP, probably Giannis Antetokounmpo. We have Demar Derozan, who you know what? He's having some stats. I kind of like Kyle Kyle Lowry a bit more. Hmm. We have Kyrie Irving. You know, obviously, he's been leading the Celtics to a great record this year. And we have JoJo Embiid, kind of a surprise, but he's a fan favorite. I didn't look up his rankings to see. I, I assume he ranked high in fan votes as oh, more, yeah. more than media necessarily. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure that helped him out a lot. On the West, who cares how many games he's played? Steph Curry is your team captain, super popular, as popular as LeBron. We have James Harden, who also could be this year's MVP. We'll see. We have Kevin Durant, and then two big men from New Orleans. Who says the center position is dead? We got Anthony the Brow Davis and DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. 
Boogie Cousins starting an all-star game. Man, who could have anticipated that? Hey, they've both been great. It, it, it is sort of strange to have, you know, both Davis and Cousins coming from a, you know, 500 team. But, I mean, I would have had LaMarcus Aldridge in there, but I got no problem with Cousins. Can we talk also. about the garbage all-star jerseys? They look so bad. Yeah, they, they look so bad. They haven't been officially announced yet, but um, if you um, you know been listening to our show and uh, listening to our weekly Wolfies, you know to follow Conrad Burry on Twitter. And uh, yeah, he's got a little sneak peek of what we believe to be the All Star kits. They've they're essentially confirmed, um, but they're just black and white. Yeah, it's like you can only use Microsoft Paint to make these jerseys. They're like, okay, fill bucket, let's do it. The uh, yeah, I, I, they are they're not they're not good. But uh, what I kind of like about them is sort of like the spirit of this year's game of being like sort of like a pickup game where you like choose your your players okay. and then it's just like yeah, the shirts are have, white and black. They can't have east west <laughs> ones because yeah. you know LeBron might play. For, no, he's a captain. Giannis yeah. might play for the West. You know, yeah. so yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. have east west ones, I guess. But come on, do something. A they're pretty bit weak. They're pretty weak, especially for like Nike's like. Like big year, like Nike's coming out with all yeah. these jerseys across Who knew the season. Nike just got overtaxed. They're like, you know what? We can't do Christmas jerseys this We're year. We're busy, you guys. We're gonna have the intern do the All Star jerseys. <laughs> the intern. We we you know we just spent too much time on the city jerseys. Um, well, you know you might have noticed Neil, and it's not a mistake that there was no Wolves players named Ooh. for the starting. Yeah, no Even fans. Even Zach Lowe them. said that Butler would be his starter. Yeah, so we got Towns and Butler as as potential all stars, but neither of them uh, will be starting the game. Neither of them even looking that good in the rankings. Okay, Carl Anthony Towns was seventh in the West Front Court standings. He was ninth in fan rank. We knew we didn't vote for him. Okay. We did a bad job yeah. as a fan base voting for our guys. Yep. Fifth in player rank. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Fourth in media rank. It's really good. That's good. So he should be on the All Star team if you were paying attention to players and media might not make the cut if the fans had anything to say about it. Jimmy Butler, eighth in the West backcourt standings. He, like Towns, was ninth in fan ranks. So I guess we're just the ninth best voting fans, everyone. Sixth in player ranks, so a little respect from the league, and fourth in media rank. I'm surprised he's only sixth in player rank. Hmm. I think like Devin Booker was higher than True, him true. That. that is kind of strange. Um, so the question is, will they be in the game? Will they be chosen next Tuesday by the by the coaches um, to be in this game? I mean, as far as, um, it, to me, it's sort of interesting. So there's two guards um, on the bench, three bigs, and then two wild cards. So they can kind of go a number of different ways. You know, Butler is still up against uh, West. Well, first I want to read a tweet from uh, Jeff Zilgit of USA Today that I just saw. Um, he tweeted, listing Jimmy Butler as a guard and not a guard forward hurt his chances to get into All-Star Game as a starter. Before voting began, Butler's agent and Timberwolves lobbied to list Butler as a front court player. He's listed as a guard. Um, Butler made All-NBA third team last season as a forward. So I just kind of thought that was interesting of like, you know, positionally, you know, what's going to happen here as far as as far as Butler goes, um, you know, you know, Westbrook. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, is it probably probably going to be in front of him. Damian Lillard is Lillard, get snubbed again, like he always does. Lillard might don't get worry snubbed. about it. He always gets snubbed. Um, you know, Thompson. You know, uh, Clay Thompson uh, yep. probably. So there's a couple people. I think he's, I think those are the only two. To me, it's Westbrook and Thompson who might be in front of Butler. But I don't really know. Do no you Chris think Paul for you? You don't think he's going to get it? He's missed a lot of games. He's missed a lot of games. So did Steph. 
Anybody wow. else you think might make it before Butler? I mean, I think... uh, no, I think Butler's pretty safe in there. I think it's yeah. really dumb that we still care about positions. Yeah, I think it's dumb that Butler's the guard on this team when he takes the big guy more often. I think he <laughs> plays like the forward, and Wiggins is more the shooting guard on this sure. team. And so it's just weird that we're going to be like, oh no, but Butler's a guard because he starts at the shooting guard position. Positions are dumb, and I think we need to do away with them because that's not how basketball works anymore. You have guards, wings, and bigs, and even that can be a little bit hazy sometimes. So positionless yeah. basketball, free Let's Darko. Go. And then as far as front court players go, as far as you know, Towns' competition uh, looks like it's going to be Draymond Green, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. And Paul George, I would say, are the you know some of the some of the other players who will be right up there with him. Suck it to um, DeAndre Jordan. Sorry, Marcus All. I think both are going to get in. Oh, Gasol is not is not in. Aldridge, or excuse me, uh, you know, what was their name? You said you said um, Jordan. Yeah, not going to be in. Peace out, Jokic. Jokic, yeah, I think they're both in. Too bad, so sad, to, Rudy Gobert. If I had no, he's way too injured. If I had to bet, I think they're both in. What about you? Do you think they're both in? S- smell you later, Dirk. Yeah, I think they're both in. They're both in. You heard it here. Um, we, we think so. we think they're in. The coaches just pick I, it. It's I, not, I, it's I not media. It's not I fans. Won't just lock coaches. it in that Jimmy Butler's in, and I'm just gonna say there's a good chance Towns will be in. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, cool. Let's quickly um, run we're through. Play we're gonna play. We're gonna we're gonna pick our teams as if we are LeBron. I'll be LeBron. You be Steph Curry. All right. I got the first pick. We, we did, flipped a coin. We are we already flipped for it. So we're gonna pick from the top ten. Um, if you're my wife listening to this, how the All-Star Game works this year is the captains for each side, which is the player with the most votes, gets to do it like a schoolyard pick, like you're in the gym class where you just pick uh, from the pool of players. They have to pick the starters first before they can dip into the reserves, though. Yep. Um, so Neil and I are just going to play fantasy here in the sense that he's LeBron James. I'm Steph Curry. I guess that works. He's bigger than me, but I, I definitely don't have this shot. I have bad ankles, though, so... Uh, maybe that's how it works. All right, Neil, you get the first pick. Uh, who are you going to pick? My first pick is going to be James Harden. James Harden. I'm going to take James Harden number one, please. Okay, well, I'm happy you took James Harden. Ooh. Because that's going to leave me with my main man, Giannis. Will you mark who we have? Yes, I will. Okay, cool. You're going to take Giannis, Yanni, and you're Curry. To, you know, to, uh, that, that matters. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Positionally, I know we said positions Chef don't Curry matter. Chef Curry in the kitchen. But skill set more matters. You know, I I had to get a shooter. You're already a shooter. You know what I mean? So you took Giannis. And we're not doing any of the political stuff. Like nope. LeBron's going to pick Nike players first or anything like that. You know, yeah. we're, not, we're not playing it like that. Yeah, and to prove how unpolitical this is, Ooh. I'm taking Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. <laughs> the kid is LeBron. You, you should call him the kid like LeBron does. The kid. The Refer kid. to him as the kid. Yeah. All right. Well, then adding to my team, I'm happy he's still on the board here. I'm taking KD. KD. Finals MVP, Kevin Durant. Not a nice guy. KD is not nice. All right. Um, I'm going to go big. I'm going to go with uh, AD Anthony Davis, please. Mm, he's a pretty good player. <laughs> he, it's hard to argue with that. That guy is very good. Yeah. All right. Well, then, if uh, Davis is on your team. You so got DeRozan, Embiid, or Cousins? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Boogie Cousins. That's, Boog. my, that's my big guy. Already have a big, so I'll go with DeRozan. All right, you got Demar, and that leaves me with JoJo Embiid. All right, why don't you read off the teams then? Who we got? Who we got? All right, Neil, your team is LeBron James. Well, let's go with positions: point guard Kyrie Irving, shooting guard James Harden, small forward DeRozan, DeRozan, power forward LeBron, center Anthony Davis. Quite a team, but can they take on point guard Steph Curry, shooting guard Giannis Antetokounmpo, small forward Kevin Durant? 
I, mean, I guess Boogie is at the four because he, he shoots so many threes. And then Embiid at the five. That's you got a, a big team. You're going to get all the rebounds. And think about the wingspan of my team. I've got Giannis, Durant, and Embiid. If they stood with their arms stretched out, they could go from baseline to baseline, I think, just touching you, hands. You're the best defensive team I've ever seen. And you know how much defense matters in the All-Star game. So, <laughs> um, And then here's the question, Neil. I guess you get to go first. Even though you had the first pick, I'll let you still go first. If you could pick one person from all the all the players that we've talked about who aren't on the All-Star team yet but will be picked as reserves, which player would be your first one to draft? Uh, I'll take Russell Westbrook, please. No, that was mine. We'll take it, we'll take it, we'll take it. That was mine. Two-time reigning All-Star Game MVP. Wow. No one shows out in All-Star that. Games like Westbrook. I would take him before half of the starters. But I'm not too angry at that because you left me with the chance to take Jimmy Buckets. Ooh. Jimmy G buckets everybody. The G stands go. for gets. Yeah. <laughs> Man, why, why, are we, why are we saying this out loud? We, we haven't like played a sound drop all saying. episode. Right here. Jimmy G buckets. The G stands for gets, ladies and gentlemen. We didn't have the iPad last time, so we got to get in there. We got to get in our drops. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Easy enough. Yeah, we just uh, Easy man, enough. We, we forgot all about the sound drop power. Uh, we got drops. Okay, cool. Speaking of drops, we're going to keep moving. He's on fire. We want to talk quick about Emil Jefferson. Uh, he signed uh, this week a two-way contract with the Timberwolves. He was already on the Iowa Wolves. That's right. He's been he's been killing it um, so far in the G League. Um, just had a great uh, G League showcase. That's kind of the midseason, uh, you know, summit for all the GMs to come around and look at their G League teams and see who they might want to get, who might they want to move for, that kind of thing. Um, so uh, Emil Jefferson now with the team officially. Um, the two way contract basically means he can split time between Iowa and Minnesota. So um, you know he can be down in Des Moines, and and then if someone gets injured, he can get called up really quick. Well, you know what. With the team, in the words of the late great Flip Saunders, we're looking for two-way players. Hey, there we go. Two-way as far as Iowa, and Minnesota, but hopefully two-way as far as offense and defense from Emil Jefferson. And, and from what I, I honestly haven't seen a minute of Iowa Wolves basketball this year, but from what I understand on the number of uh, nice articles this week about Emil Jefferson, um, read a thing on um, the Athletic this week. Uh, obviously, Canis Hoopis has a write-up. Um, and many others is is he's he's more of a defensive player. He's more of a rebounder, shot blocker. He's a big. He's like a four five type guy. You know, six nine, six nine, um, two hundred twenty two pounds. So roughly Donald Trump's height and weight, <laughs> according to his doctor. Uh, he's he's uh, familiar. He's got a bud on the team because he played in Duke. He played for Duke, a Duke record one hundred and fifty games. <laughs> Which is tied for seventh most in NCAA history. That's the Iron Man right there. Wow. He helped the Blue Devils to the NCAA championship in 2015, so he is buddies with Tyus Jones. Oh, yeah, they former pals. Teammates. They pals. He's second in the Duke record books for career field goal percentage, 62%. Third in offensive rebounds, seventh in blocks, and 11th in rebounds. A lot of good players went to Duke. Duke went 124 and 26 when he played, giving him the third most wins in program history. That is a dookie for you. Well, that's a bad way to rephrase it, I guess. Um, so, Blue Devil there, Emil Jefferson. Uh, hopefully, we'll see him. We know we need a little bit more depth there, and uh, we'll see if we see him. You know, we never can tell Tibbs' short rotations. You know, but yeah. it, it's good to have two way contracts going. Yeah, you never know who's going to get injured. It's nice to have a guy like that ready to go. Apparently, he can play up to 22 um, days um, with the Timberwolves um, from now until the playoffs. Um, so he's basically available for the next couple months. Um, if they want him to be on the playoff roster, I guess they'll have to actually convert him to a full NBA contract minimum deal. Mm. But it's just big. This is just big for Emil Neil. Jefferson. He's an official NBA player. We now. just talked about the playoff roster as a granted. We it, were just like the playoff roster, I think which of is it granted. Such. 
You guys know about wow. the website 538.com? Wow. Have you ever been to 538.com? It's uh, Nate Silver's like prediction website. Spell it lot- out, though, because if you type in the, the numbers 538.com, it takes you somewhere very different. They got a whole NBA section over there. They have playoff odds. The Wolves have been above 90% all season. They're like at 98% right now. I know it's kind of weird. We'll give it a knock on the wood, but it's, it's pretty much a lock uh, right now. Statistics are fun. Pretty much a lock. The Wolves will be in the playoffs in some um, shape or form. Um, cool. Before we start our, our sponsor ad, yeah. here's a new segment called Ambush Question. Oh, Question Ambush. Hit me, hit me. I was thinking on the ride over here, Neil, if you could get a Timberwolves tattoo anywhere, what would you get and where would you get it? I mean, I, I kind of already have a wolf tattoo, you yep. know, right here. But um, did you get that in reference to the wolves? Is that part of the? It, this is my Timberwolves. You know, I didn't want to get like the logo or anything, so I kind of got like a wolf. And you have the Canadian maple syrup for yeah, Wiggins right above for Wiggy. Um, but yeah, if I could get another one, I mean, it would probably. I don't know. It'd be fun to maybe get something about Butler. He's so in- inspirational. Long term, you want to get something from Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know. What do you have in mind? What What are you thinking about? Well, uh, first, my first reaction is the old Shep logo. So yep. good. Yep. But then if you wanted to do something that wasn't a logo, which I remember uh, a couple years back when they were still doing the Klondike Bar challenges, uh, one of the challenges was you had to get a tattoo of the Wolves logo there at the arena, and the guy got the Wolves logo tattooed on the back of his calf. And I was like, that's not the worst thing to have get it tattooed, not the yeah. worst location. I think what I would want to do, even though this is only tangentially Tim Rolls related, I would have a character of Kevin Garnett's face, like crazy-eyed and angry, and have him screaming, anything is possible. And then it's like comic <laughs> font where it's like, anything is big and that is possible kind of trails off so he's screaming it i love it i love it i love it obviously you gotta you gotta drop it yep you got it i know that's celtics technically but it's kg he's our boy i think that's what i would get we'll take it all right let's pay some bills this week everybody our sponsor it's a special psa from our good friend friend of the show enemy of the show cole aldrich we think he's ugly. We think he's. Uh, uh, you think Jeff Teague's ugly? Apparently, I think Jeff Teague and week. Cole Aldrich are the two ugliest players on the Timberwolves. But yes, Cole Aldrich keeps his tooth in his pocket, pop it in his mouth after games and stuff. Take Cole, it out during games. Cole Aldrich is here this week. He paid for this ad sponsor. He wants us to let you know about the Cole Aldrich mouth guard holster. That's right. Cole believes he's on to something here. He's got an idea for where you can store your mouth guard that does not involve a case. Sometimes you see guys check out of a game. They got their mouth guard case right there on the scorer's table. You know, just pop it right in there. Or they have, like, the trainer, like, hand them their mouth guard case before they go in. Cole's on another level. You know what? He puts that mouth guard right behind his ear. Just hold it on up there. Style icon. Looks like he has a hearing aid whenever he's wearing it. Looks like he needs help hearing. It does It does look like that, but no, no, no. It's just a place that, that your mouth guard fits perfectly in. Have you guys ever tried this before? you got to try it next time. You know, with the mouth guards that you all have. You know, you have that mouth guard for your everyday life. You go to work, you put your mouth guard in, and when you don't need it, when you're having a conversation, just toss it right up in your ear. It's a perfect place for it. I think it fits perfectly, don't you think? If you're as tall as Cole, it's a very safe place to keep it. Nobody can reach up and steal it from you because you're so much taller than everybody. Yeah. It makes sense. Although, I'm here to speak for the people who don't have big ears. Oh. They have ears that are a little too connected to their head. Yeah. It's just it's just going to fall out. It's not going to work. You know, you have a big mouth and tiny ears. It describes a lot of people I know. You got to be Those careful. Those people 
have you could have a pocket on the inside of your jersey. Ooh, I like where it. Where you spit it down, and you've seen players spit it into their jersey, just like hold it. Yeah. yeah, but a little pocket in there, just a little inside pocket, right in the V, right and in if, the V. And if you're like Cole, and you have the you know it behind your ear all the time, you can use that pocket for other stuff like snacks. It's perfect, you guys. Make sure you check out. Um, this is just a PSA from Cole Aldrich. He wants you to know that to try and use your body. Be resourceful. Use the things you have on you. Use your ear. Use your jersey. Use your shorts. Use your sock. There's so many different ways you can hold your mouth guard. And Cole just wants us to let you know that your ear and that these things are all possible for your mouth guard. Make sure you check it out. Whether you wear a, a mouth guard or you just know somebody who does, be more resourceful with where you put your mouth guard, you guys. Yeah, it's important to have a mouth guard. If Cole had worn it earlier in his life, he'd still have all of his teeth. Um, we're not charging Cole for this PSA, though, because I want him to put that money towards putting like a gold tooth in the mouth. Something like, you know, Home Alone style. Have a gold tooth. It'd be way cooler than having the gap. Just saying, Cole. This one's on us. I love it. Thank you so much to Cole Aldridge's uh, mouth guard holster for um, sponsoring this episode of Wolfcast. And up next, it's time for Target Center Food Review. Welcome to tonight's game featuring your Minnesota Timberwolves versus the bad guys. But first, it's time for Target Center Food Review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time, time to put on our foodie hats, everybody. Yes, we, uh, we ate some good food. As uh, as we mentioned uh, earlier in the show, finally you know, got to attend we a game did a lot two years ago. First season of the show, Timberwolves the podcast. It's like the whole show. We reviewed food all the time because there was a bunch of different food items that year. And then last year they took the foot off the gas a little bit. They knew there was going to be renovations, so instead of introducing new restaurants and food items, they probably much just played it cool for last season while they got ready for the renovation. Yeah. But now the renovation's done. Lots of new food items. Plenty to choose from. And, Neil, are the results better than they were two years ago? How do you feel? So far, I mean, if you have to take uh, with what we with what we have on docket for you right now, with the food we ate this week, I would say, uh, you know, things are things are on the rise, just like the basketball on the court. We're going to um, review three food items today, ooh. all three of which would be the best item at Target Center two years ago. I think That's so. That's how high it's taken a step. It used to be like, Oh, we're trying out this burger that has an egg on it, but it's the same old tater tots and french fries, and it's pretty much the same old bun. Remember how much we hated the buns? Oh, the buns. It's a whole different world now, everybody. Oh. You're going to pay kind of the same prices, but you're going to get a much more AAA restaurant. I don't know if restaurants are on AAA. Five-star restaurant. Yeah, Michelin stars. That's Five right. Yelp star reviews. That's right. Let's start with the parlor burger. The it's, signature food it item. Is, yeah, it's, it's, it's the headliner, I would say, from uh, the new... Items at Target Center this year. Um, yes, the Parlor Burger from Parlor. Um, they got their own. They got their own little setup outside Section One Thirteen. Very popular. And, uh, very very popular. Get in there as soon as you can. Um, maybe leave. Um, you know, sixty seconds uh, before halftime to go get in line or something. Um, it's a great. It's a great burger. Uh, I found out it's made of uh, ground sirloin, ribeye, and brisket. They just ground mm. all those things up and they just put them all together. And it it felt like that because it wasn't like you know a normal hamburger where it's super dense. Uh, right. It was very. It, it pulled apart very easily in your mouth. It was kind of like. Like good restaurant burgers do sometimes, where it just kind of yeah. like once you put it in your mouth, it's so soft and it just falls to pieces in your mouth. Mm. Well, not, not chewy, where it's just like it just absorbs into your taste buds. 
Yeah, totally. We really enjoyed, you know, the quality of meat, I guess, is sort of like the number one thing you taste. Like overall, you know, just this item's quality is just, you know, a notch above anything else you can get on the concession level at Target Center. And they're not trying to hide it. You know, we were talking about the burgers last year where it was like, look at all this stuff, or two years ago, look at all the stuff we'll put on top of the burger. Yeah, we have, yeah, exactly. Let's try to disguise the taste of our burger as much as we can. (laughs) And they're, they're confident. I mean, they have a little bit of cheese on here, but other than that, they're not putting anything on this burger to like be like taste the onions instead, you know. We really enjoyed the bun. Is a egg bun. Egg bun, I guess. Does that just mean? I mean, what does that mean? I mean, for if you're listening to this, the I was going to look bun. it up before the review. I think they fry an egg into the bun. It's it, it's just very. I don't know. It's very savory. Think. It's so. You talk about the presentation. Mm, it's so buttery. It's bun. just a great bun. Great bun is, is what we're trying to say here. But yeah, we call it an egg bun. It was an um, amazing bun. That is something we harped on a lot two years ago. Was how they were giving you good food, but they're packaging bun. it in just terrible pieces of bread. Other things we liked about the parlor burger, um, we really like it, it. Sort of served to you in, the, in something of a bag, like kind of like a sack, like a little like tiny little sack. We really like that. That that helps you kind of eat it. Um, you know, kind of like a, it's wrapped up like fast food style, which is you know it, this is a better than fast food burger. But for an arena food, it's nice to have like this little bag that you can kind of like take bites out of. That the rest of the burger can kind of like be in the bag still. So we really like that. Um, there is an egg used in the preparation. Of egg, egg buns. put the egg right in there. Other thing we, the number one thing that I think we thought about when we bit into this burger, my first thought was it is a very rare burger mm-hmm. for an arena or stadium type food. It is pink in the middle. So if you're someone who likes your burgers, you know, all all charred and, and all super done, avoid Donald this burger. Trump. Yeah, yeah. The, don't even come for this burger, Donald Trump. We don't like you. You know what I mean? You, you should appreciate the fact that there's a lot of pink in this burger. It is it is rare. It is, it, you know, it's not bloody. It's not dripping all over the place. I mean, it is a little bit messy, but it's not bloody like crazy. It's, it's, it's really perfectly done. I would say a medium rare, a perfect medium rare uh, cooking on this burger. I also appreciated, unlike, you know, last year you get a burger and they give it to you in a big old popcorn bucket with fries or something in it. This one they just put in a little uh, paper sack that's just about big enough for the burger little bag. That's all you need. They give it to you and you can watch the bag get all greasy while you're carrying it to where you're going. You know, it kind of soaks the bottom of the bag in grease. There's no extras. It's a very traditional kind of burger presentation. There's no extras here. You got to pay extra for the fries, which we opted not to do. We just wanted the burger experience. It's messy. It's greasy. Just super high quality, though. We really liked um, how high quality it was. Um, we shared this burger, so we, we opted for the seventeen dollar double burger. Yes, which is a lot to pay for just a burger. Very spendy. But at the same time, we shared it, and we're both pretty happy. So you could probably share it with somebody. We even let Neil's wife Becky, who you'll remember from the Wives of Wolves cast episode. Have a few bites. She was raving about it as well. We all love this thing. Seventeen dollars is a lot to spend but on a food item. But you can get item. like a single patty for like thirteen bucks, That's which right. is more in line for what the normal like high end food item is. You know, if you go back yep. to my day when I had my rankings, mm-hmm. where it's like five to seven is like candy, like eight or ten is like a hot dog or something with no accoutrements <laughs> additional. And then if you're paying like thirteen, that's like the top line kind of stuff that they had on offer. So yes, seventeen is a bit high for the double burger, but I would be happy getting this on my own for thirteen bucks as a single, single burger. burger. Yeah, I think it's the best thing target center has ever offered for food it is it really is It is a high quality burger and uh just really a a, a, something i'm not expecting from the target center like real awesome food all right let's move on to um uh, another food item um we went to uh the portland trailblazers game saw the wolves uh stomp uh the trailblazers on sunday and we uh sampled uh two items um from the fema's 
um, grill uh, section, I would guess. I think F-H-I-M-A. It's, yeah, David Fima is the head chef uh, kind of um, behind all these new food items. He's got his own uh, little section there. I think it's behind uh, section 111. And the first item we had was the croque monsieur, uh, which is a sandwich. Um, it has ham, cheese, Dijon mustard um, on it, and uh, just kind of a tasty grilled um, panini type sandwich, I would say. Right? Well, not really a panini, right? It's it's real. It's like full. No, it's full, full toast that's bread. Exactly it's right. not it's squashed. It's different than the panini. Yeah. It's if you're looking for something savory, this is going to be the best thing you find in the Target Center because it's the right mix of that ham and cheese. The bread is terrific. It's these two pieces of toast, so it's not smushed down like a panini. No. It's very uh, lightly toasted. It, it is not, you know, sometimes when you eat toast, it feels like that's the toast is taking up your whole mouth. That is not how this is. Yeah. It's, it's very, very light. soft, yeah. Uh, it's crispy, just the way you want toast to be. And But when you bite into it, 90% of the flavor in your mouth is the ham and the cheese. And then the bread's only like 10%. So you're still getting this very savory experience with the melted cheese and the warm ham and the Dijon mustard in there. If you like savory food, I think this is the best thing the Target Center has to offer. It's a really good sandwich, I would say. Uh, we didn't get the, the, the money on this i think it was 11 dollars, though i would say but yeah, somewhere around there it comes with chips delicious yes, chips kettle chips great kettle chips salted really well yep. uh really well seasoned yeah and way better than any of the french fries or tater tots that they offered in previous years like worlds better than those and so i mean just delicious whereas the tater tots and the french fries are really vehicles for the the condiments where you load it up yes. with a ranch or barbecue sauce or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. the buffalo sauce or you couldn't eat them without the condiments. You just let no. them stay. This is like delicious chips that are, you know, it's a minor part because obviously you're coming for the sandwich, but the chips are a very nice add on. I feel like instead of fries or tots, I'd like these chips way better as a side to anything. Absolutely. All right. Next thing we had at FEMA's uh, were the organic chicken tulips. Um, on the menu, it's listed as chicken drummies. It's there we weird. go. They chicken call it, drummies. They call it uh, tulips on like some of the websites and stuff, but on the menu, it calls it drummies. It was initially called the tulip. I think they changed the name uh, a few games in. So yes, yeah, the drummies over there. They have um, yeah, they come with a gorgonzola sauce, and they kind of have a a seasoning of uh, Moroccan spices, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so basically, what I would describe these as are um, they're, they're they're chicken drumsticks. You get six. Chicken drumsticks are kind of like mini turkey legs that you would see at like a Renaissance festival. Yeah, very mini. The, the meat is so dark and so so juicy, um, mm, and but, it just falls off the bone, really. Yeah, and they're served to you in some in sort of like a Chinese takeout like box, yeah, almost a like a little white it. box, like Chinese takeout style, like a or little maybe rice like box. one of those containers you would get like a soup to go in, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, so they're served to you kind of differently, which is nice because wow, these things are messy. That's, they are that's so sort of the messy. first thing we got to talk about. I it was not only are they messy to eat because once you pick them up, they're just dripping, they're falling off the bone. Yeah, even without the dipping sauce, they're yeah. already super messy. But I kept the box that they came in on my <laughs> knee while we were eating them, and when I removed it later, there's a grease spot <laughs> on my jeans right there. So you know, I I even put a napkin or two under it because the the grease just soaks up through the bottom of the container. I put a couple napkins down; it still soaked through. And so, like, I think they need to improve the container a little bit. They don't understand how messy it is um, because I also think, like, my favorite, the the gold standard in my life for food at a sporting event, Target Field used to have this thing from Butcher and the Board called Rib Tips. Mm. Um, they had these rib tips, but it was also um, 
Uh, it's called the experience where you take a shot of Knob bourbon. Creek bourbon yeah. right there. You get your rib tips and the pickles and you get a craft beer, beer like yeah. a day tripper. And uh, also wet naps. They give you all kinds of wet naps in there because they know you're going to need them. You're eating these things with your fingers. They're messy. These should have come with like, you know, eight wet naps or something because you need, them. you need them so bad. Normal napkins are not enough. We blew through our supply of napkins. But that's all they have at Target Center. So as soon as you buy these, which they're great, go get them. You should go, your next stop before your seat should be over to the condiment section to go grab a handful of napkins. You will need them. I had a little tragic Johnson moment. I was carrying the drummies and I was trying to balance. I had something else in my other hand. I was trying to ba- a beer, I believe, and I was trying to balance the sauce, the gorgonzola sauce, on top, and it fell and it spilled. <laughs> and I saw it was just like one of those moments where it's like you're a kid and you dropped your ice cream from your yeah, cone. You're just so sad inside. There was enough in there though. I picked it back up. It landed the right side up, and it had probably like half the sauce in there. So I brought that back to the seat, and but the sauce really isn't needed. Um, we didn't know what the sauce was at the time, so we were like, this is like a funky-tasting ranch. It sort of tastes like ranch, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like dipping my my drummies in there, but uh, definitely I ate several without the sauce because I felt like it wasn't really needed. They're really good. The, meat is, already, the meat is already very juicy. So it, it's already a very juicy kind of wing experience. You don't necessarily need dipping sauce, but they're just wonderful. You got to check them out. The, the the Moroccan spices are great. It's just kind of like six nice nice spicy not 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 overly spicy no, but they're just not like going to heat up your mouth flavorful yeah, exactly. little drummies you know just just pop them in your mouth they got a nice little carrying case for them yeah they're messy but they're one of the more delicious things we've had at target center you know i would say for sure that the you know parlor burger and these uh you know ch- organic chicken drummies are, are are two of the best things you can get at target center i think days. they'd be perfect for target field because you'd buy yeah. it and then target field on the concourse there's always these stations where you can sit and put your beer down and watch the game from the concourse perfect you really need a table to put these on i think yeah the lap is hard when you're putting them in your lap it's very messy so i love them i think you should try them they're like i said they would be the best food item at target center if we were talking two years ago the parlor burger now outpaced it for me right but um definitely worth a shot just go into it knowing it's going to be a complete mess all right, great. That's uh, Target Center food review. Hope you're eating some good food at Target Center. We'll try to do this a couple more times uh, this season. We've got lots of items Make to try. Make us the foodies of the game again, please. Yeah, holla at us. We want to be foodies of the game. We want to eat some free food. Um, we'll be waiting for your call, everybody. Let's get to Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Award time is here. Uh, let's give out some trophies. It's a hard week. There's so many things I want to give Wolfies to this week. So many things. I'll get this started. Uh, my weekly Wolfie goes to Lindsay Whalen. Uh, she has been on the FSN broadcast this season a couple times so far. I believe she's calling eight games in this Timberwolves season. And um, she's done a couple in the last... Excuse uh, me, Neil. That's four-time champion. Four-time WNBA champ. She's the most winning player in WNBA history. Uh, she's 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 one of the best ever. Started following on our, her on Instagram. Very rewarding. Happy Fun stuff. Yeah, you can see Gentry. It's sort of like her character she plays uh, as like a as a filtered like thing. Anyway, um, I think she's been great on FSN. Um, you know, she's already been in there about four times. Every time I've heard her on the broadcast, she's grown. She's gotten better every single time. Kind of like Cat's defense, just <laughs> just like that. Um, it, it, her experience is like a professional basketball player shines through. Just sort of like. 
Jim Pete where she can call out like action and coverage and plays and different kinds of like on court things using term using terms that are you know technical but then she kind of explains them to you a little bit so she's kind of already got that sort of like player vibe of knowing all the terminology but can disseminate it to the to the viewer at home like really easily so I like that you know she's that's art- something that early on in Jim Pete's career he was very on the technical side, and sometimes he would talk about things I didn't understand, and then he learned how to make Relay it accessible. It. And I think, yeah, I've already seen Lindsey grow in that sense. And I think you know a lot of people are kind of talking about you know Jim Pete, how long will he be here? What's going to happen? The future of the FSM broadcast? I think Lindsey Whalen already is the the future of the FSM broadcast. I think she'll play one more year in the WNBA, uh, finish it out one she'll more year. Play until they lose. <laughs> you don't go out. On, you don't go yeah. out on top. You yeah. play until you yeah. until the wheels fall exactly. off. Exactly. And um, other teams. Teams in the NBA um, actually have already added um, third members um, already this season. Um, even female um, third people into the booth. Uh, Stephanie Reddy is in. Even uh, female. Well, I mean, it it's just rare. Hannibal Bird. And even food. Ladies, <laughs> even ladies are, are joining the party. I mean, um, I believe in Charlotte, um, someone named Stephanie Reddy um, is on their booth in their call. Um, the Brooklyn Nets also have um, a female um, I get in there. You, I get what you're saying. It's about time. It's about time, and it's it's un. It's it's not unprecedented, is what I'm saying. It's not it's, about time. It's past due. It's past due. So I think you know this might be something that uh, you know after uh, after the summer that she might be a permanent addition to the FSN broadcast. We'll see. But I think she's doing a great job, and I think um, you know if if you see Whalen's on the broadcast, give it a listen. She's doing a great job, and I just wanted to give her a wolfie for it. Yeah, I'm recording the FSN broadcast even when ESPN comes into town. The thing with the ESPN broadcast is the HD is a little bit better. You're going to get some yeah. um, looks that you don't get on FSN. But I just think the the calling, you know, the broadcast team is so much better on FSN, especially when they have Lindsay on the call. It's a real treat to have her now. And it's one of the only things that, like, my one of my biggest fears as a Timberwolves fan is losing Jim Pete. Sure. Because he's so great. I can't even, like, you guys, we don't even know how good we have it. Try not to think about him and, leaving. But if... If he's replaced with Whalen, that would be okay because yeah. I, I think she's great like that. She's so tuned into Minnesota sports. You can tell she's the kind of person yeah. like you and me who are like know what the K-Fan hosts are by hour and stuff. You know, like we can figure that out. She knows. Yeah, she knows. And so I think she would be a wonderful addition to the team. But uh, take your time, Lindsay. We need a couple more Lynx championships. At least yeah. get one for the thumb before you retire. You there know we what go. I'm Hopefully one more. All right, Scott, uh, what, uh, what gets your weekly Wolfie this week? Uh, I'm going to give a shout out, you know, cross promotional. Uh, you know, there's a thing, the sport called football. Huh? Not a big fan personally, uh, but it's a real moment right now. People are getting thing. excited about it for thing. some reason. I was walking downtown tonight, I was transferring buses. Yeah downtown Minneapolis and they've taken some empty retail space on the street level and turned it into pop-up stores for Super Bowl 52 merch. <laughs> Super Bowl is the championship game. There's this, yeah, there, yeah, absolutely. And so there's this league called the National Football League. It's American football, not, okay. not football like the rest of the world knows. Yeah. Uh, their championship game is coming up in a few weeks, and we're actually hosting it here in Minneapolis. Right here in our backyard. And so there's a lot of merchandise opportunities. The whole city is being turned upside down. Roads are being closed. Stages are being built. Justin Timberlake, I think, is going to be everywhere. He's going to be here. Um, so, you know, it's going to be crazy for us in a couple of weeks. But I've noticed that all this merch, 
was using my favorite color scheme, what I've been pushing for all year last year on the pod. What was I saying? Redesign time? Let's not do green. Let's make our third color purple. Yeah. People are like, blue and purple, Scott? They're too close together. It's, it's not going to work as an accent color. Blue and purple don't work together, Scott. And if you didn't see all my proof of concept designs that we posted, uh, just look at some of the Super Bowl 52 merchandise. Their Ooh. colors are blue and purple, and they work super well together. It looks so attractive. Um, and I just think that, like, look at that and then tell me I'm wrong. Try. Just try and tell me I'm it looks wrong. Good. Look at it. It some looks cool, so good. Some cool colors Purple put together. And blue, cool as cool. ice, cool like Minnesota. <laughs> shouts to Prince. Shouts to Blue. You know, come on. It just works. I just think like, you know, take a look at the fifty two merchandise and tell me I'm wrong. Why don't you purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? It looks beautiful. Prince would want it that way, and we're doing it for Super Bowl. So there you go. So I'm, that's my weekly little thing. All right, cool. Let's close out this show with a game. That's right. It's As a we do. yearly game. We do it annually. Annual game. It's time to dive into the Timberwolves Media Guide. <laughs> I don't care a lot about a lot of the stats they give, but I do like the personal notes. This year, I've noticed they've really gone into charity. Everyone's charities and what they're doing, they're now listed in the fun facts section. Wow, interesting. So I could do a whole quiz on that, but I don't think you get any of them right. Because, you know, which player is giving that's out hard. backpacks? Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. So whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, and like defibrillators. That's Jamal Crawford. I learned a lot about charities. Man. Wow. That's what I'm trying to say. The media guide, you can find it uh, PDF style. On it's the free. internet, that's just for you. Google Timberwolves Media Guy 2018. You'll see it out there. So I put together five questions for you, Neil, uh, about fun facts I learned about new Timberwolves. Okay, these are Timberwolves who are appearing for the first time in the Media Guide this year. Great. So all new to the team. I've got five questions for you. First up, I have a question for you. Which new Timberwolf has twin daughters, Kylie and Kobe? Twin daughters. Kylie and Kobe, new Timberwolf, I will guess uh, Aaron Brooks. <laughs> true guess, true guess, true guess, true guess. <laughs> that was that was entirely entirely a guess. You know, sometimes you gotta you gotta guess somebody. Aaron Brooks is terrible. I get it. Alright, All right, I did it, I did it, I got the first one on a guess. Wow. Alright, Neil. I have two different fun facts about the next player. I'm just going to choose one. Which player was awarded the 2012-2013 Tweeter of the Year Award by HoopsWorld.com? Tweeter of the Year, New Wolf. Tweeter of the Year, New Wolf, not Jimmy Butler. He's famously sort of like not on Twitter. Who else is a New Wolf? Uh, I will say Jamal Crawford? Yes! Other fun facts about Jamal. His real name's Aaron. He's the second Aaron on our team. Aaron Jamal Crawford. I guessed him because sometimes he'll just post like, hey, I got five minutes. What's up? And yep. he'll just like answer questions for a while. My other fun fact is that he played with Nate Robinson in high school. Ah, nice. Shout out to Washington. All right. State now, of Washington. Our next question. Which wolf had his father play on the U.S. Army national team during the Vietnam War and list his favorite NBA players as Jamal Tinsley and Lamar Odom? Wow, Tinsley and Odom. Wow. Uh, hmm. uh, I think I'll stick with Jamal Crawford on this one. This well, I'm not like doubling same. up. You're not doubling up. Yeah, These I, are all separate. Okay, right. cool. So um, I'm going to stick with uh, keep keep it old school. Taj Gibson? That's Taj right. Gibson? Old school is old school. All right. Yeah, Tinsley and Odom. Yeah. Old school guys. Yeah. I mean, Kat's favorite player is Len Bias in the, mis- <laughs> in the media wow. guide. So. Yeah. Wow. That's right. even older. All right, Neil. Nice. This next one's probably the trickiest one. Which player's favorite book is The Great Gatsby? 
new player who has not been named yet could be Jeff Teague, could be, uh, I guess it could be like Justin Patton, those people available. Yeah, it could be some Rook like that. Um, who else? Who else is new on the squad? Um, Oh, I named I pretty much named everybody, right? Yep, you're running out of spots. Um, I'll yeah, I'll just go with uh, I'll I'll go with Jeff Teague. How about Jeff Teague on this one? Ah, ah, who is it? Justin Patton. Oh, Justin Patton loves a great guy. Okay, Gatsby. interesting. He'll fit like in that. here. Yeah, have Scott Fitzgerald from St. Paul. That's we right. take kind of a weird ownership of Local him boy. if you're from here. Local. All right, final question, Neil. Which new Tim Rolls player sponsored a car in last year's Indy 500? It was the car of Buddy Lazier. I mean. He played in Indiana last year. Let's go Jeff Teague on this one. All right. <laughs> uh, Lazier Chevrolet sported the number 44, which is Jeff Teague's number in Indiana wow. and at high school. A Team Teague sticker and the factory at D1 Sports D- Decal. D1 is the name of the 33,000 square foot state-of-the-art gym Teague is opening in Indianapolis. Jeff Teague likes racing, I guess. Uh, he loves Indy. He loves Indy. I bet <laughs> yeah. the Indy 500. It's a lot of fun. Wow, that sounds great. The yeah. infield is like, you know, the infield, which is like in the middle of the track, is like yeah. two and a half miles long. There's a golf course in there. So it's like, it feels <laughs> like a huge. college campus, and like people just get drunk as heck. It's so much fun. Jeff Teague. It's a beautiful shot from Jeff Teague. So, yep, that's our questions for this week, Neil. You did very good. Thank you. You got four of the five. Good quiz. Media Guide. Go check it out. I'll try to find it and put in our show notes. So much fun facts. All right. That'll uh, do it for our show. Um, We're wrapping up here. We want to give a few few shout-outs. That's right. We got shout-outs. We got uh, we got things we want to say to a few happy, people. Happy happy birthday! Happy oh, birthday! Birthday time! Happy birthday to you! That's the Beatles' birthday. Whose birthday? Whose birthday? We got four birthdays in the past week, Neil. Wow! We have our boy Gorgie Jane. Yep, G. Love G. We got G. We you got, know what I uh, love most about G? What? Everything. Nobody tells Gorgie Jane what to do. I like playing basketball. Yep. All right. We also had uh, Tom Thibodeau's I'm birthday. Never happy. Not even on my birthday. Not even on his birthday. I've never had me. What do you want for your birthday tips? That has to improve. Uh, but really, that's what you want? We have to improve. Okay, we, we, we have been. Uh, we also have a birthday for Crunch, celebrated last Friday at the Knicks game. And then finally, we were talking about him just a minute ago, Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks is terrible. Happy birthday, Aaron Brooks. We shout, out to, the league. shout out to all the birthdays. We also want to say shout out to Canis Hoopus. Uh, hey, hey, a- hey. It's our home. It's where we live. It's where, uh, you know, all our friends are. Uh, if you like reading about the Timberwolves, you know about Canis Hoopus. Make sure you check out Eric and Madison's piece this week, NBA Trade Deadline 2018, Will the Timberwolves Make a Move? It's a great piece talking about what the Timberwolves might be looking for, what's out there, giving a couple names of some players you might want to keep an eye on as far as who they could acquire. TLDR, you should read it. I'm not going to TLDR. Also, it. check it out. If you're a person who has been with us from the beginning, you just get this podcast downloaded automatically. We love you for that, but I have a post. Actually, I shouldn't say it's my post. It's our post. We worked on it together. Yeah. We have a very fun post going up on Canis tomorrow morning, so it'll be there by the time you hear this podcast. Head to the website. Oh, yeah. It's about Timberwolves and art and Google apps, so check it out. All right. Uh, thanks for listening to our show, everybody. It's a wrap on another Wolves cast. I got to say, come to Darby's. I had some people last week. We had such a jam-packed episode. We ran over time. 
I did give the podcast point, and people were like, hey, we listen to the podcast. The podcast point. So come to Trivia at Darby's every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Darby's I, is over by Target Field, you it's guys. It's right by Target Field. You can take the light Downtown. rail. It's super easy. Great prices on beer and stuff. I host every single week. It's a blast. People love me. Um, so come check it out. We have lots of Timberwolves, Wolves cast listeners, Timberwolves fans coming to Trivia. And if you draw a tree next to your team name, any kind of tree next to your team name, I'm going to give you an extra point just for listening to the podcast. So thank you for all the people who already uh, listen to the podcast and come to trivia i love you all individually and separately and uh you know come on down i love this i always love meeting fans in person thank you guys for listening to our show we'll be back next week with another one no he took a swing on me uh and i was just trying you know to protect myself first of all and to help him i mean to to calm him down because he was wild i don't know what, what what's wrong with with that guy but uh and at that point, I mean, if you attack me like that, I just have to protect myself or my family. And, you know, everybody who knows me, I, they know I'm like calm, calm, calm guy. And um, I don't do like, but I don't, I don't know how those things works. I mean, I was, uh, I was raised on the street, so, but I'm like professional basketball player. I will never fight during the game, but uh, I don't want to make from him like he's a bad guy. Maybe, you know, he had a bad day, but I just want to say... You know, I I think I did the right thing because I don't know what 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 you want to do, like to to let him he punch me one more time or you know, um, that's it. <laughs>